Okay, the bevy is lucky enough to have a special guest, ex-Triple J and ABC radio presenter, TV personality, University of Sydney's ambassador to science and mathematics, and its long-term serving female soccer coach. And of course, most importantly, father of two and the Sydney Swans 2016 number one ticket holder, a regular Swans event host and passionate bloodsman through and through, we have none other than the wonderful, hilarious and self-prescribed geek, Mr. Adam Spencer. Adam, welcome to the podcast. How are you, Chris? Gee, in there you listed a few things and then you said, most importantly, <laughs> yeah. father of two and 2016 number one ticket holder. I feel those two almost align themselves. Oh, right, few. I thought you meant I had to make a choice. My, my, I, grew up in rugby, I grew up in rugby league territory and my dad was a mad Balmain Tigers, they're now West's Tigers, mm-hmm. but Balmain Tigers fan. And he used to say the uh, 1969 was the best year of his life because Balmain won the grand final and his first child was born. Then he'd pause a second and look at people and go, and don't get me to choose between those two. Uh, <laughs> did, he ever, did you have a few drinks into him and ever get the real truth out of it? Oh, I don't, didn't need a few drinks, mate. He made it paint. You only had to watch him throwing things around the house when Balmain lost on the weekend to know where his heart lied. There you go. <laughs> Well, that, that's how you started, isn't it? Being an AFL fan kind of came through the uh, Triple J medium with uh, your time, Adam and Will, there doing breakfast radio at Triple J. Um, yeah, I'd seen, a little bit, I'd seen a little bit of it before then, but Dad took mm-hmm. me to a couple of games at the SCG when they started playing sort of promotional games, possibly dipping their finger in before the move. I'm guessing 78, mm-hmm. 79 sort of thing. Didn't really understand it. Saw one game. In a year that Carlton ended up winning the grand final, because I, I watched them there and I noticed they won the grand final that year, could have been 80. I don't know if it was 82 because I don't recall. No, it wouldn't have been because City would have been there. So it must have been like, a, when did they win it in 78 or something? No, I'm not, I don't know. Um, and uh, uh, and I, surprised, I, I on the day, needed a cheer for someone. So I cheered for the team in black, which actually turned out to be navy blue. Mm. So notionally... Not particularly interested in AFL footy, I'll be honest with you, for a long time. I was notionally a Carlton fan. But, yeah, the Swans reached out in the early 2000s when they launched an ambassadors program and I had the high-profile breakfast radio gig and said, you know, do you want to come along and watch how the Swans do it? And once you go with any sort of, as you would know, um, thoughtful eye and watch footy live, uh, it just leaps off compared to even even the early 2000s television experience we were getting. Mm. Um, just fantastic. I... I, I yeah, I regret that I, I wasn't already on board in '96 because I would have like it would have been fair if I'd the first grand final I'd seen him play they'd lost and I'd experienced. You know, I remember watching that grand final with no real passion for yeah. either team, and I got on board a couple of years later and had a pretty you know lucky run coming into the 2005. But um, that was my path to it. But I'm just absolutely rusted on now. It's been 20 odd years, and I just you know can't imagine a year without the football season. That's it. That's that's fantastic. I was I was going to ask you about how the journey was there. Uh, myself, I grew up Campbelltown, so I was a West Magpies uh, boy. Yeah, right. But my next door neighbour, his brother was a selector for the Tigers, uh, and so I yep. was probably the only kid in the whole world that actually was super excited when those two teams uh, joined each other because they were genuine my two teams. So <laughs> I have you know my old Paul Sirinan um, and Benny Elias signed kit that. Um, David used to kind of provide for me, which is pretty sweet. So, yeah, yeah. growing up in you know, NRL fandom, um, the switch to AFL is particularly, yeah, once it happens, it's 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 died in the wall. Like you can't change it thereafter. It's one of those things I say to people that with, you know, if you wanted to invent a game that was great for television 
you'd invent rugby league because it's very one-dimensional. It's the vast mm. bulk of it. It's two lines running into each other, lots of lateral movement. Um, and uh, But live in particular, I find it, it gets tiring pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, AFL, a game where the ball can go anywhere from 30 centimetres to 60 metres anywhere in the 360-degree arc at any moment, yeah, yeah. is just designed not to translate to television as much as it does live. You know what I mean? So you've yeah. got the two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. But once you've been at the SCG and seen Buddy dob one in from 55 or see that that guy's kicking it to that guy and everyone's excited because that guy over there's fallen over, so we've got the extra man. We mm. should score a goal about 15 seconds from now. Mm. That's that's pretty exciting. Well, I was going to actually lean on some of that, um, given that you are a Sydney boy, come from an NRL background, just like myself and like many, many, many other AFL fans, particularly in New South Wales and Queensland. What is it that the AFL can do to probably start turning the tide even more so in these more NRL-driven states in New South Wales and Queensland in your eyes? Well, I mean, I think that I think the academy has been tremendous in that sense. Um, the 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 fact that you know you've got um, hundreds, you know, thousands now of young kids. I've walked past. I live with my wife on the northern beaches near one of the local high schools. Is where the uh, fourteens and sixteens boys and girls northern beaches academy runs round. It's just hundreds of kids when I walk past her on my way to the yeah, beach wow. or off or anything like that. Now, every one of those kids then bleeds it out into their family and they go along and they start watching the footy and they start going for the swans and all that sort of stuff. I think it's been a tremendous, in that sense, uh, you know, marketing exposure um, mm. vehicle. And I think really important to do because you're right, it is just consistently up against um, a, uh, you know, a, a dominant sport mm. um, that most, you know, most of, most of your fans of pampered Melbourne-based clubs would just have no idea, yeah, just yeah. no idea at all what it's like to try and, you know... Even to, just talk to, about fo- AFL footy in New South Wales. Just to, just, to, just, just to not have the luxury to be crap for years. I remember, we, yeah. I remember one season I was watching, it's a while ago, this is in the late 2000s, I think, um, and we went down to Melbourne and the Swans just had a day when they just weren't on at all. Yeah. And the the MCG against Melbourne, who'd been awful for a long time, and they beat us by 70 points. Yeah, and, I, and I remember reading something on a website a few days later saying, you know, Melbourne are just thrilled with that massive win. It hasn't been a great few years, but the thought is if they can put together another couple of complete performances like that between now and the end of the season, membership numbers should be back up above 50,000 and blah, blah, blah. And the Swans then, who are in the you know the beginning of this run of two decades of success, um, we had nowhere near fifty thousand members at that mm. stage. And the idea that you could be terrible for a long period of time, mm. and at any point be two decent games away from getting back over fifty thousand members, is just a luxury. I mean, yeah. this quibbling you've got at the moment about whose members have to sit where when Melbourne plays Collingwood at the MCG on 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 one of the 19 occasions in the season that they don't leave <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah. And 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 half the time they're playing at the MCG it's an away game because they're with in another the team who, uh, yeah. just to you know, leave it out. 
just in a leave. stadium that holds a hundred thousand. It doesn't leave. matter where you sit; it's a great shot. Like just, but just leave it out. Don't even yeah. pretend. You know, when you when you're trying <laughs> to suggest to some of these dudes, do you think it's appropriate? Yours is one of only two clubs who gets to play a game commemorating the ultimate sacrifice of our war dead, that also kicks yeah. a million bucks into your coffers every year. Yeah. And and they pause and then go, yeah, I've never thought about it like that. No, you haven't, pal. No, you haven't. Have you? you oh, it's a bit of like VFL entitlement, perhaps. Oh, complete. Absolutely. Yeah. The you know, let me be a little bit controversial. The yeah, AFL, please. the AFL could not be happier than with a season like last season because they want the Swans to do well. They want Brisbane to do well. They want interstate teams right up there. Prelims are great. Just don't win it. Yeah. Just yeah. don't win it. Just let us keep sharing it around amongst all our dominant clubs who, you know, mm. while I'm on my roll here, mate, I mean, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, we surprised everyone and, and signed Buddy Franklin when the AFL wanted him to go to GWS. Mm. Now, we shocked everyone. It was an incredible gamble. It's redefined modern contracts and modern football economics. We gave away in total anywhere between three and seven players across the journey to maintain the deal, mm. depending how you look. So a massive risk on the club's part that we were willing to take. The AFL was so upset, they then, without notice, just banned us effectively from trading with the cola recession and all, all this sort of stuff. Just outrageous behaviour. Yeah. We took Buddy from a team called Hawthorne, who were already good at that stage, as were we, and Hawthorne went on to be one of the best teams of the last 20, 30, 40 years. They didn't without, need the help. Without him, right? Yeah, that's right. And they still slam us. Yeah. For the last five years, Richmond, Geelong, Melbourne have just gone up to the Gold Coast and just taken what they want, right, yeah. from a club that is on its knees and is just a nursery. Geelong last year renegotiated guy's two-year contract over four years, levelling it out, and get a number seven draft pick thrown in, having won the fucking competition. <laughs> And the AFL go, oh, we might have to look at that and see if that's something to be – no suggestion of Geelong being banned from trading, not even a suggestion of, hey, guys, you've probably got enough. Is the system mm. really meant to work this way? You know, when Richmond went and took Lynch from the Gold Coast, everyone just mm. went, good luck to him. He deserves to win a flag. No one said, poor bloody Gold Coast. Yeah. They were like, how are they going to fill it up? No. So the, the AFL punished us for taking mm. Buddy from Hawthorne and not giving him to GWS as they wanted. Where's and, paying their... him, and paying him appropriately. Yeah. Not, not taking him and getting a special deal because it's a hometown discount or anything. Like, we where's, paid him appropriately. Where's their concern for the Gold Coast? Where's right. their concern for other struggling clubs? It doesn't happen when the club's doing the marauding a part of the mm. Melbourne Mafia. Anyway, got that out of my system. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> I could not agree any more with everything you said there. I think that's bang on. Um, a, a part of it as well is that, uh, well, apart from the fact that Geelong is always going to be strong because they've got so many guys that come from their system, and I think they deserve to have a little bit of a hometown discount. But at the same time, what your suggestion is, then you need to provide something to Gold Coast and these other clubs to help them out for having to be in these nurseries effectively for the AFL talent. And, yeah, Geelong, mate, Geelong don't need anyone's help. But, you know, it, it's, it, and the other thing I find really interesting, the other thing that I'm, I'm thinking about at the moment, that the real challenge for the Swans in terms of getting to the next level is that we, if you look at Geelong's team last year, right, you know, great team, incredible team, and all these kids going home and all this is something, one, one player's asked to go home in the history of the AFL to Sydney, 
and that was Nick Davis in 1998. Um, you know, it's, it just doesn't happen. But if you look at all the clubs that have won grand finals in the last 15, 20 years, the vast bulk of them have players who look at someone like Isaac Smith. Now, I don't mean this, you know, I'm not, you know, Isaac Smith's won four premierships. He doesn't care about my opinion. Isaac Smith's a really good player. Very nice, though. Yep. He's, he's not, I, I, I don't feel that he's in that discussion of one of the all-time legends of the game. I don't think he's a superstar player. He's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Geelong, to kick themselves up a level, get that really good player who comes from Hawthorne to them and they go up a level. I think they also, it was Dalhouse, I think, from the Bulldogs who came across them. Bulldogs, go back before right. then, it was, it was Melbourne who'd been augmented by Lever and by Stephen May. Mm. Before then, it was Richmond who'd mm. been augmented by the same Stephen May and Prestia, none of whom, no disrespect to those players, none of whom are all-time Hall of Famer players. They're really good players. Mm-hmm. who will make yeah. your team better. Hawthorne back in the day picked up Hale, picked up Frawley, picked up McAvoy. All these Melbourne-based you know, with the going home factor and all that sort of stuff, regularly top up their team with a couple of players who the premierships windows open, they want to win a flag and make their squad better. Mm-hmm. The only two I can think of in the last 20-odd years from the Swans who would qualify... Who, who, can you think of anyone who's come to the Swans in that sort of already a very good player? Not superstar. Mm. And and we haven't had to pay millions to get them. Pure, purely by accident, Hickey, but that's a different story and we've only got a couple of totally. years out of him, right? But to your point, <laughs> it ultimately, yeah. they told us we had to recruit from within. So we created the academy and they're like, that's too good. <laughs> yeah, the, the only two I can think of yeah. would be uh, I'd go back as far as Craig Williams yeah, in the right. early 2000s and maybe Reese Shaw, yeah. though he was pretty much on the outer at Collingwood anyway. Mm. He came more for a chance at redemption than to go to a premiership winner. But yeah, it's it, we just don't get those sort of top-up players. Yeah, yeah. But then you get, to the, you get to the academy and people nail us about the academy. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, the, 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 what's, I think it's the, the APS, the association, I think they're called the APS schools, the, the, the private schools in Melbourne. Yeah provide 25%, the top 10 private schools in Melbourne provide 25% of the draft every year. Wow. Yeah. Kids will either go to the Melbourne clubs they've always wanted to play for or go elsewhere in the country and then four years later go, oh, my girlfriend's a bit homesick, mm. I'm going to head back and play for Essendon mm. or whatever, yeah. right? So if you're going to compare our Swans Academy that we pay millions of dollars to run and across more than a decade's generated oh, maybe half a dozen players who've mm. played a significant number of games. Yeah. Yep. And Hawthorne complained about that, man. Scotch College is your academy. Yeah, that's right. Halesbury is your academy. Geelong Grammar is your academy. Cary Grammar is yeah. your academy. You don't have to are pay them a whole lot. You just turn up you, on the day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That you're, you're, you're complaining that we've gone out of our way innovatively in a rugby league heartland mm-hmm. to create a pipeline for kids, 99.9% of whom will never even run on for the reserves. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you have no chance? Mm. While you guys sit there with 25% of the AFL draft every year mm. coming through on scholarships from schools that make them feel tight. And, and, and then all the you know, kids from interstate who get these scholarships, I just don't. Anyway, anyway. No, you, <clears> I, I love the passion because it's, it is something that's driven up every single year. They find another reason to like, oh, the swans are too good because of this. They need to stop doing oh, this. And you're like, well, stunning. 
come on, we've got, we're trying our absolute best. We go out there and we get the talent, we pay for it. No, that's too good. You're not allowed to do that. Okay. So we're going to start building up a talent from in-house. You're allowed to do that? No. Okay. You can, but you're not allowed to have this first pick with them with the extra discount. Well, hang on. That's the whole point of having them. So we're going to reduce your discount. Okay. So we're going to work with this now and then we're still going to be decent. Like, I think it just goes to a testament of the Swans board uh the the powers that be running that like a proper organization always thinking five years ahead never being too uh what do you call it uh too quick to freak out about any one point like a lot of these melbourne clubs do and that's what the beauty of the club is it's a it's a club that you can hang your hat on knowing that they are solid from the top down that's what i really love about them the one little benefit you've touched on there that, that we do enjoy with the relative anonymity is that when things are a bit wobbly mm. and there's time where big decisions have to be made we're not front page and back page of every paper every day for that two-month saga while it's getting sorted out so yes yeah. our management aren't terrified that it's going to be the lead story on channel 9 news tomorrow night and we're getting another bollocking or anything like that yeah, and you look right. at some of the decisions that some of the other melbourne-based clubs have made in moments of pressure yeah reactive around. reactive uh, decisioning Totally, yeah. mm. because Eddie Maguire or Caro is going to give him another absolute. So, no, the Swans could. If the Swans just forfeited the first three rounds of this season, it would take until about round four before AFL three sixty or something. <laughs> oh, is it just? That's is right. it just me? Was that? Wasn't there a team in red and white sometime? Where's Sydney been? Yeah, they're over there. No, no, not the orange one, the other one. No, yeah. No, yeah, Yeah. that's weird. If we didn't have Buddy, they probably wouldn't know either. I think that's another part of it. Yeah, which is part of the beauty of this club, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do like I think that's a big draw for us. Like I I'm at the pub around I live in Coogee, I'm around the corner and I see Isaac Heaney hanging out with a couple of friends of him in the off season. I, and you see, and you see most, and most of the GWS players too. Yeah, that's right. And I am. Don't get me wrong. I am geared to go and say hello. I want to say hello and bother him, but at the same time, <laughs> he's a guy and he's on his day off. He doesn't need me bothering him, telling him that I've got a podcast. So I kind of leave him be, you know. <laughs> so, but I think that's a big part. He's being left alone, and no one at the pub knew who he was. They genuinely had yeah. no idea. He's what is the most what the most marketable outside of Buddy person in the Sydney Swans, and he and the AFL uses him a lot. And to this moment, he still has no one around him that really knows. So yeah, mate. Luke, Luke, Luke Parker can walk out of the surf at Narrabeen, uh, Malabar. Yeah, yeah, with his board under his arm, probably completely anonymously. Or the most hassle he'll have in a day is someone will come up and say, "Hey, um, mate, if, if my son could have a photo, it'd be the best day of his life." Yeah, yeah. And the Swans guys are all, you know, torn man. Yeah, no trouble, absolutely no trouble. But mm. that's, that's, yeah, it is that non-fishbowl is a nice place to be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it was a big reason for Tony Lockett to come up as well. So it started yeah. off a long time ago, and I think it's uh, part of our part of our breed as well. Yeah, completely, mate. Look, I, I, I want to ask you about last year, 2016 as well. Now, I know 2016, yep. you were the number one ticket holder. Um, I have a question that's been drilling into my mind. I can't find anything online about it. Will Anderson, your uh, compatriot over there, your hombre for yep. uh, Will, uh, Adam and Will for all those t- years yes. at Triple yes. J, he's yes. a dog supporter. Did you and him have a sneaky bet before the grand final or was it purely business? No, we didn't have a bet, but the night before, yeah. so I'd reached out to Jared Waitley, who I vaguely know because he had ABC connections, and pointed out to Jared that Adam and Will are being represented tomorrow's grand final and uh, I'm, uh, you know, part of the um, 
the, the furniture here at the Swans at the moment. So they got us in on the, the 360 pre-grand final show. I think it was the Friday night, the actual night before the grand final. It could have been two nights before, but broadcast live from down on the lawns outside the MCG. So we both went along as guests and, um, and, and you know, cracked a few jokes and had a bit of fun. And Will was saying, this is the fairy tale. Come on, you've got to, everyone's got to be on board. This has got to happen. That damn guy, he didn't yeah. say it. Um, but um, they are, and, and I was saying, mate, every fairy tale yeah. needs a baddie. You know, you, you know, Little Red Riding Hood is nothing without the wolf, my friend. And, and we, had a, we had a great chat. The really funny part of all of it also was that, you know, Jared was loving it. The crowd was getting into it. Robbo had no idea who either of us were or why we were there. <laughs> uh, hadn't, hadn't read the run sheet, hadn't done his homework. Yeah, yeah. good luck to him. Um, and um, uh, we, had, we had a great, yeah, great bit of fun and games the night before, but we did not have any, we did not put any money. I think we both knew realistically how, uh, you know, how much it would hurt if we missed out. Mm. So with, if, if, you know, if you know someone who supports a team and they lose a grand final, you don't. You just you, know, you don't. You don't say anything. You don't. You don't need to go rubbing any salt into that wound, even if it's your team. Yeah. We, I, I, you know, I, remember, I remember. I remember when we helped beat West Coast by you know, you know four points, just turning around a group of West Coast fans saying, "You should be so proud of your club, mate. They're great." And I, I was not a fan of West Coast at all, yeah. especially that time. Ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I was ever going to say a few unsavory words, it would have possibly been around that club. At that time, yeah, yeah. but yeah, you don't, that's just not the time to do it, you know. Yeah, my, I actually got tickets for a good mate of mine, Stu, who's a huge long fan, um, and I managed to get him tickets to the to the grand final last year. And I'll tell you this much about the Geelong fans: they are classy. Not a yeah. word, not a peep on the way out. It was a drubbing, and they were very, yeah. very nice all the way through. And yeah, he didn't. He actually sent me a tie, a Sydney Swans tie, saying it's for my next court appearance. You can use this. There you uh, go. He sent me that there you go. as a gift, and, and that was it. And he sent that uh, about a week before the season started to give me enough time to uh, to close it all out. So yeah, <laughs> absolute gentleman uh, as far right. as that's concerned. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. Good to hear. Look, uh, on last year, you were able, you were the MC and the uh, the, the host at the grand final dinner for last year. Yes. Let me, for the audience, just quickly play a snippet of your grand final speech where I think you summed up perfectly that loving the Swans comes with the losses as much as the wins and that the great team isn't necessarily defined by our last game. Let me play this for the audience quickly. While today hurt, it really hurt, I know one thing, that I'm not going to let the triumphs of the last 40 years, the last 20 years, the last decade and of season 2022 be stolen away from me by two cruel hours this afternoon. Tonight, it is our job as lovers of this great football club to pay our dues. Because if we rejoice in the victories, if we celebrate in the highs, if like me, you let a win on Friday night put a spring in your step for the rest of the week, then tonight, we put our arms around the ones we love. We take our pain, we put it aside, and we make it known to these boys how much we love them, how much we are in awe of them, and how proud we all are to say that we are supporters of the 2022 AFL runners-up, the Sydney Swans. 
Adam, tell me, what kind of honor was that? And how did you manage to keep your emotions in check? Yeah, so it's one of those things. So people might not know this, but if you, know, if you win the grand final, you have a grand final dinner. It's the best night of your life and you hit the booze and the players come out with their medals and everyone just party, party, parties. You know, in 2012, when I hosted the grand final winning dinner, I managed to get Fox Sports relayed through the console at the back of the room. And so we were just showing a replay of the grand final on these massive screens waiting for the boys to turn up, blah, blah. Yeah. But if you think about it, you don't just suddenly organise a dinner like that. That actually takes a bit of time. You have to book the room in advance. So the team that loses the grand final has a grand final dinner as well. And across the journey, I've hosted a couple more of those than I'd probably have liked to. Um, did, did the one when we lost by a point to West Coast, did 14, 16, and so I've done five grand final dinners and I'm one from five at the moment. Maybe they have to consider about who they line up for their grand final dinner if they want to break the curse. Yeah, it sounds but, like a, a petition's going to get start getting made it, tomorrow, mate, but anyway, it, continue. There does seem to be a constant theme here. Um, but no, I, and, and yeah, you could, you know, you could you could sense just the pain and everything in the room. And so I went back to my hotel room and thought, you know, got to say something here and the there were instructions coming from the club that understandably they wanted to keep all the formalities extremely minimal Mm -hmm. Um, we weren't going to you know dwell on things for long and all that sort of stuff and people were quite rattled as to if they were even going to speak and all this but I thought something needed to be said and you know it is and and I think the fans needed to hear it and I think the boys in the room needed to hear someone say it in front of them and to give the fans permission to come up and say, you're still wonderful and you mean the world to us and we're so proud of what you've done. Right. And that they needed to hear that. They needed to hear that said. And, and you know, I, I happened to be the right person in the right place at the right time to facilitate that. And uh, it, did, it didn't take that long to write, to be honest. It was it just sort of it came to me. And a, a couple of the lines that people have said they really like you know, when, you, when you're writing, I, 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 I write a few speeches and when you write one that's, you know, got to have some grunt to it, I, I often will just be, I'll just be talking to myself mm. out loud and then just a phrase will come out um, and, and then you're, you're frantically scribbling it down trying to keep your hand up to pace with so your mouth and your brain. Exactly the way you said yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, fuck, that was a good one. Don't yeah. forget that. Oh, Don't forget God, that. Um, up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I got about halfway through it and could tell that it was, it was really resonating in the room, which is good. Excellent. You know, people were, yeah, people were, yeah, you, you know, the old you could have heard a pin drop sort of thing was certainly going down there, which was good. The boy, you know, again, that was what needed to happen. That's right. Look, I do, I can tell you this much. That was a perfect summary, I felt, for even us at home that weren't at the dinner uh, to, you know, to hear it the following day come through uh, the Swans media. I think it was the following day, the day before after. Yeah, um, it was important because it, it was yeah, effectively yeah, I don't, the way I don't, that everyone I don't think, felt. I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't, I don't think much happened the day after. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I mean, there was a lot of hangovers, but that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, for two oh, different dear. reasons, anyway. Oh, Look, dear. let's talk, let's talk about something more positive. And I know we've only got a short amount of time left. So, 2023 seasons upon us. The game, first game, kicks off in about an hour and a bit. Um, I'm particularly pumped. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about the 2023 uh, Sydney Swans boys? Oh yeah, I mean, what you know, what a great group they are at the moment. It's an interesting one because, if anything, you know, I I, I can hear the uh, the um the, the narrative around might have overperformed slightly over the last couple of seasons. You know, yep. so you've got to wonder if you reach a ceiling there. 
Um, I always tend to be slightly pessimistic in my assessment of where the season's going compared to people. But I've got a feeling that, you know, uh, a top four finish is absolutely a realistic possibility with this group as they showed last year. Missing the eight would be you know, well below what this group should achieve in a competition as competitive as this. Uh, should make top four can easily mean finishing fifth or sixth or seventh on percentages or something like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is a group that should play finals football and will be better for playing finals football and is still so young and so fresh and with so much upside, you know, and looking ahead to however, whatever sort of period you think this group might peak and they're playing very well at the moment. There's a few, you know, there's a couple of older people in the squad and you might wonder if they'd still be around, but, um, you know, you've got to trust the ability of this club to be moving those jigsaw puzzles pieces around. There were a few, you know, mumbles and rumours the other day of a very highly regarded um, mm. uh, defensive player yeah. um, who we might be, you know, uh, having a bit of a look at. Yeah. yeah, and I always I always like to hear that sort of uh, conversation. Like, they're a great group. I think they're going to give a lot more happiness than tears in 2023. And it would just be, you know, it'll be wonderful to know that you're watching Buddy most likely go around for the last time. Yeah. I think every moment there will be special and I don't think it will be one of those uh, um, charity case, oh dear, that was a bit embarrassing moments. I think the guy's so professional. I think the club know how to manage him and his body and his load so well. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Buddy doesn't go to over to Perth for a game or something like that. You know, right. a bit of that sort of sensible management, but I think he'll still be they can kick 50-odd goals last year. They can still be firing, still making an impact. I think it's going to be a cracking season, mate. I just cannot wait. That's oh, good to hear. Of all the young kids, do you mind me asking which one are you particularly interested about? Which one do you well, see as being maybe the highest ceiling in the long term, but also one that you might see just blow up for this year as well? Errol Goulden's now a senior mature player. Yeah, at the a age very of young 20 age. or something. Yeah, Very young age. Yeah. Um, Braden Campbell's got absolutely the ability to be as good as Errol. He's had a little bit less consistency of a run mm-hmm. at it. I think Braden's an exceptional player. I really like the story of Dylan Stevens because Dylan came in and didn't click instantly and had some challenges around you know, a whole host of things, including fitness and injury and all that sort of stuff. Uh, just loves to run. In a team that's renowned as one of the fitter teams in the AFL, he's the one who wins the 2K time trials. I think Dylan Stevens is just going to keep getting better and better. Um, he's one of those, yeah, and he's one of those guys who you just, like you see him touch the ball a few times, but you don't realise until you maybe watch the game back, wow, actually, had a really substantial impact at a lot of important times. I mean, Roe Bottoms, a great young player. Um, it'll be interesting to see with, I felt for Angus Sheldrick debuting last year, then having some injury issues. It'll be interesting to see around that pot of first, second, third year players who, who who bubbles through. We've blooded a few of them already in a team that ended up making the grand final. So there must be some respect for them from amongst the selectors to have even given them those chances. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's it's the youth of this team that's exciting. And that's only because Luke Parker and Dane Rampey and Jake Lloyd are just so bloody reliable. Yeah. Week anyway, in, week out always. Yeah. yeah. I've got a soft spot for Harry Cunningham. I actually sponsor his locker in at the SCG. Oh, wicked! Yeah, and I did notice. I did notice in the last trial game, he uh, actually started crumbing around up forward and grabbed himself a couple of goals. So maybe yeah. it's the, maybe it's the year of the Harry. I know, ten more years for Harry. Who knows? Like, yeah, 
playing a crom forward, Mr. Dependable can do anything, really. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, and he's a lovely, lovely young man, Harry Cunningham. Got married over the holidays. Congratulations, Harry. There you go. I have a quick question. I know you are a mathematics uh, geek. You love your uh, your prime numbers. I'm not going to ask yeah, you sure. to rattle them all sure. off right now. I know it goes quite <laughs> long. Um, look, uh, logic and superstition are strange bedfellows. Having said that, <laughs> is there any superstitions you have as part of your love of the Sydney Swans? Um, not. I, I, I'm struggling to think instantly of superstitions, but I certainly have some habits. Um. You know, there's a lot of AFL media I like to immerse myself in. My mates, Will and Charlie, Will Anderson and Charlie Clausen, have a, you know, my second favourite football podcast after the bevy of swap bloods um, uh, uh, called Two Guys, One Cup, where they talk mm, much yep. more about players' haircuts and all silly things than the actual football. But if the Swans lose, I'm about a 3% chance to listen to any of that during the week. I just lock myself off from the world and get really, right. really grumbly about stuff. I don't I don't have any you – know, the, the math, mathematical logician in me does not allow myself to think that um, uh, you know, not getting out of bed on the certain side or anything like that um, is, uh, is um, a good luck thing. I do know that I'm not – I can be stressful to be without the football. My lovely wife, Larry, and I got married at the beginning of last year. And a couple of years ago, when we started seeing each other and it started to get serious, um, and I, you know, I said, you should come along to the football with me one time. And we came along, she came along to a Bulldogs game that I thought in advance we'd probably lose, and we did, and I got a bit grumpy during the game, but, yeah, whatever. Then the second game she ever came to watch, we were up against Hawthorne, mm. and we beat them by a handful of points. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we were walking out afterwards and I said, oh, how good was that, hey? We won the footy. It was Hawthorne. And, hey, you got to see me happy at the football. And Leah looked at me and said, you were happy for the last 30 seconds of that game. <laughs> Up, until, Up then. until then, you were a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Miserable screaming, horror. Oh, yeah. I just gave her a cut. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at her trying to ex- trying to explain rules that I'm then complaining are not being enforced. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's a tackle. That's not a tackle. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it's, but, but it's one thing to go, that's not a tackle. Yeah. It's another thing to say, look, to tackle legally, you've got to actually boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and he clearly didn't do that. She goes, I'm, I don't even, well, one, I don't I'm care, sure Adam, and two, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't even understand what you're saying. Why are you telling me what didn't happen? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not Fair the time point, to uh, to show your partner how to what, what during the footy to explain the footy. Uh, I've, I've tried that a few times now. With my mum now a member uh, with the AFLW it's kicked in. She got really excited. Oh, she became a mom. member, and yeah, I don't have time to explain the rules. We need to watch another two teams play in order for me to have enough time at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Adam, look, I really appreciate you coming on. I, it's been fantastic. Um, look, up for 2023. Um, up and what, What's been happening with you? Do you have any um, things going on at the moment that you want to kind of, yeah, let the Bloods fans know? Oh, no, mate, just, I'm just getting around the football. Don't worry about that. I'm doing a bit of work here and there, enough mm-hmm. to keep me off the streets and get me a little bit of, um, you know, beer and chicken money for the football. Yeah. And I just can't wait. Hawthorne, I'm going to start it all off next weekend. Cannot wait. GM, GM the um, Gold Coast this weekend, bit of a bogey team for us over the last couple right. of years, but they've they've lost rank and had a bit of a structural change. So it should be a good game of football. I mean, you know, I don't. You've got to take every team seriously, but it's Gold Coast, then Hawthorne, and then Melbourne in round three is a, yeah. an interesting start for us. We'll know we'll know a lot by the end of round three. 
Yeah, by rounds, I think round six, we've got Geelong at home. We should have a pretty good idea where everything is playing up until now. It's going to be a pretty fascinating quarter. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember the home game against Geelong last year. Were you there? Anything happened? No, I don't know. I, I remember going there, and then I was like on the field for a little bit. But there were some other yeah. guys. I couldn't really see anything. So no, just went home. Yeah. Yeah, I lost the hat and a shoe, but that's fine. Oh, you know, I, I had a beer with Dane Rampey on a picnic rug, and someone poured their <laughs> grandfather's ashes on me. But apart from that, it was a normal night of the football. Yeah, I got grandma's ashes in my mouth as well. That was interesting. Yeah, I hope Nan's all right. But I, yeah, I, I yeah, I've, I've been blessed as it turns out as well. Permanent, permanent respect to that woman. That was the best. That that is commitment. To go in and then to be like, right, no one's paying attention. There's no security around. I'm gonna start just. I'm dropping the ashes. Dropping I'm Nan. Dropping that is brilliant. Yeah, I hope Nan's doing well up there. That's a good yeah. honour. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Look, um, uh, if you if you ever need anything uh, from the bevy, we are here. Fantastic, <laughs> so we're mate. All around, and we'd love to see you at the football sometime. But in the meantime, up the bloods and Kanye Swanee. Go Swans! Go Swans. Go Swans.